Greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Bob Thomas. I'm one of the pastors here at Stony Brook United Methodist Church. On behalf of Reverend Jennifer Casey, our associate pastor, who will be returning from vacation on Tuesday, and our senior pastor, the Reverend Mary Jo Yakel, and our preacher for this morning, we welcome you in the name of Christ. I want to just ask you to take just a moment to go to the connection card to let us know who's worshiping with us today. If you have a prayer request or a concern, you can lift it there. Or if there is a pastoral care need, please note that on the connection card as well. And we are excited to let you know that next Sunday, we'll be inviting folks to come and join us here in the sanctuary for in-person worship. Now, you need to remember that if you just go online and sign up so we have a, a record of your coming, or you can call the office, and if you forget to do that, you can stop by and you'll be registered when you come in. And so we're thrilled to let you know that we'll be able to do that next week, and then if the pattern stays the same, by the 27th of September, we'll be able to offer 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock in-person worship. And we will be continuing our live stream of a traditional service and a contemporary service for the time being, as far as we know. And today is a communion Sunday, and so if you'll simply take a moment now, make sure you get some crackers or bread and some juice and have it ready for, to receive the sacrament a little bit later in the service. Our fall book study will be Latasha Morrison's book, the Be the Bridge, Pursuing God's Heart for Racial Reconciliation. This is a nine-week book study. Uh, it'll begin the week of September 20th. Many of our small groups will be using that, and so you check with your small group leader. If you're not a part of a small group, uh, we have three classes that'll be led by your pastors, one on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Some will be online, others will be in person. Call the office, check online to register. You can do that today. We wanted to let you know that the United Methodist Committee on Relief, UMCOR, has already been providing funding for immediate relief for the victims of Hurricane Laura, which ravaged the coasts of Louisiana and Texas. And when it's safe, and we're able to send teams in from across the country, United Methodist Committee on Relief will send those teams. But you can help today by making a contribution. Just use the online contribution box or send a check to the church, to Stony Brook, and we'll forward that along to UMCOR. Make a notation, Hurricane Relief. And around our campus, we have four by eight sheets of plywood painted white with the logo and the invitation to participate in a bridge to hope through prayer. It's an opportunity to simply write a prayer, write a prayer request on one of these boards. It's like a prayer wall where we can have a congregational community kind of prayer. We invite you to join us in prayer in that way. Now listen now as Christina Sebriak plays for us our prelude, I Love You, Lord.
celebration of Labor Day, which is tomorrow, let us pause and reflect on the words of the Labor Day prayer, which is from the United Methodist Book of Worship. Will you bow with me as we pray? O oh God, you have bound us together in this life. So give us grace to understand how our lives depend on the courage, the industry, the honesty, and the integrity of all who labor. May we be mindful of their needs, grateful for their faithfulness, and faithful in our responsibilities to them. We pray also for those who are without jobs, especially during this pandemic, and we pray that you will give to them your comfort and your strength. We pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And now Melanie Ryan comes to sing for us our hymn of the day, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. Will you join me now in prayer? O oh God, your voice can split the heavens, part the waters, divide night from day. It can flash forth fire, shake the wilderness, thunder over the storm. Yet your, your word so often is heard among us, not in the tempest, but in the still small voice, in the silence. 
So speak to us, O God, and let us listen, that we might detect the whisper of a wing, the rustle of a feather. Help us to focus so that we can see the living Christ in the bread and the cup and hear the voice of Jesus saying, eat, drink. Speak to us again, O Lord, for when you speak, it is done, and behold, it is very good. Sometimes we strain to hear your word, O God, and you strain to hear our words. If we shout from the heights of joy, you echo our song. If we wail from the depths of despair, you join our lamentation. If our voices peal in exultation, you ring right with them. If our voices pause in expectation, you wait with them. But sometimes we are not as faithful as you, O Lord. We are tempted to sing solo, to disrupt, to disrupt the flow of the song, to, to refuse to sing altogether. We head out into the desert to chant with lonely voices to the sands, and although we are met by their silence, we would rather sit alone among the shifting dunes than to stand with the chorus upon the rock. But even when our words are not your words and our ways are not your ways, even when isolation tempts us to destruction and exultation surrenders to lamentation, your voice sends out the word into your world. It stands before the entrance to the tomb. It edges near the threshold of the void and there it sings a love song to life. And behold, life dances forth from the grave, leaping to the rhythms of the universe. We praise you, O God, for making your word the word of life. For since the beginning, your voice has promised that as the rain and snow come down from heaven and water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and prosper in the things for which I sent it. So speak, O God, to, we pray that you will bless the sick, the lonely, the homeless, the lost, the dying, the sorrowing, and distraught. Give wisdom to the leaders of our nation and the nations of the world so that peace, integrity, and purpose will be the first priorities for all. And bless Stony Brook as we tune our hearts and ears to hear your plan and direction as we navigate a safe return in the midst of this coronavirus-induced pandemic. Now speak through your servant, Pastor Mary Jo, those words that will bring calm to those of us who are troubled and anxious. Speak words that will bring direction and purpose for us as we keep on keeping on. Speak words that will bring the appropriate focus on our sinful ways and give us courage to give heed to your words and to turn to your will and your way. Bless our pastor with a holy boldness and a bold holiness as she ministers to us all through word and sacrament this day. 
We pray these and all our prayers in the strong name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Continue now in an attitude of prayer as Melanie Ryan sings for us, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace, based on the prayer of St. Francis. I want you to know that I'm yelling amen at the top of my lungs. From your mouth to God's ears to our hearts. 
Friends, the good news of the Lord is often remembered through the reading of the words that come to us in the Gospels. Would you hear these from the Gospel according to Matthew? We turn our attention to communion as this is our first Sunday of September. From the 26th chapter, beginning with the 26th verse. While they were eating, Jesus took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, I will never again drink of this fruit of the vine until the day when I pour it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives, the word of the Lord for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? And now, almighty God, either through or in spite of this, thy servants speak to these, your beloved ones, who choose to remember that with the many we gather this day to encourage each other in the power of the Lord's Supper. In Jesus' name, amen. The little one, being escorted by the older one, came and got into the church building ahead of the adult supervisor. He scurried off to his way and found the doors of the sanctuary, not unlike our doors, grabbed the handle, threw open the doors, looked in the sanctuary and went, oh, no Jesus bread today, and went off to a Sunday school class, a little disappointment. Now, I think that's kind of a wonderful way of remembering the holiness of this moment. It's Jesus bread today. What you don't know is that it was that church's practice to use the wonderful white, fluffy, sweet bread called Hawaiian bread. And it was also the practice of the church that once communion had been concluded in worship, the elements were carried down to the kitchen and the kids could enjoy the bread. No Jesus bread today, and there's Jesus bread every day. I tend to think that God meets us where we are, and one of the helpful ways in which we can enjoy that is to first approach the moment of living from a child's perspective. It often helps us get clear about what the point is. I was worshiping in, at a wedding, and the decision of the bride and groom was that there would be communion offered at this uh, wedding service. 
And as people lined up, I noticed that there were lots of children in line. And when the young ones came to receive the Jesus bread and the Jesus juice, the pastor knelt down, looked up into their eyes, and said, when we eat bread like this and we drink juice like this, we're remembering that Jesus loves us. And with gusto, they put their hands out and ripped off a mighty chunk of bread. Children don't seem to have the hesitancy adults do sometimes. They make, have no problem with getting a good full share of the bread. But the thing that caught my attention was this posture of the pastor. For you see, in the Hebrew language, the verb from which bless comes out of is the verb to kneel. For many of us, we know that the communion rail is positioned in such a way that you can bow down. Children lead the way in the experience of the Jesus bread and the Jesus juice with a vulnerable and opened heart willing to receive the gift. Jesus meets us where we are. You see, the early part of the scripture said that while they were eating in the midst of the normal cadence of Passover, in the expectation that everything is going to happen as it should, Jesus stops the whole thing and puts a pause in it. In the scriptures, Jesus talks about the forgiveness of sin. One of the truths of an adult maturing mind is that we are more aware of the reality of sin in our lives than we were when we were younger. It is the consequence of growing up, and it's a consequence we welcome. The phone rang. The pastor answered it. Pastor, this is Jeff. Yes. Pastor, do you have time to come over to my house? Well, sure. Would you rather come to the church? We can, we can share there. No, it needs to be my home. Would you like to tell me what's going on? No, I'll tell you when you're here. Minutes later, the pastor rolled into the driveway and was welcomed into the house, and there was Jeff, and there was his wife. And I got to tell you, the, the tone of that room is described as being more like a tomb than a room. It, it felt dead. Jeff asked the pastor to be seated and motioned to a chair on the other side of the room, and don't know why, but the pastor came and sat down at his feet as he and his wife sat on the couch. 
Pastor, my wife knows what's going on. I have called my children. They know what's going on. But I need you to know what's going on. I have been arrested for stealing money from the business that I work for. I, I can't tell you why. It just kind of happened a little at a time, bit by bit. My need to look like I was all in charge and all together, I, no excuses. I have sinned and I have been arrested and I will now have to go to court. By this point, tears are flowing out of everybody's eyes because, you know, when you so wound yourself and so wound others that you love, it does seem that the only act that allows for anything to happen is tears. Something's got to flow, and tears flowed. The pastor sat by the wife in the midst of the court. And it was the wisdom of the people to no longer deny what's going on, but let the justice system that we have evolved over the years to figure out how best to correct and allow for the consequences of choices to untangle themselves. Guilt was owned. Punishment was served. And the time was spent. Ten years later, the uh, envelope arrived in the mailbox. You remember snail mail? It comes in an envelope with a stamp on it. It means that somebody else had to get it to you. And out of the envelope came a letter. Pastor, I don't know if you remember what you were doing 10 years ago today, but I remember. I remember that you came to my home. You did not hesitate to stay close to me. In the midst of the confession of deep ugliness, you came close to me. You sat at my feet and looked up in my eyes. I still work for that same company. In fact, I am now a vice president because of their grace and because of the hope that I saw in your eyes. The healing of sin was made possible. The sin, the cup poured out for the forgiveness of many. 
how amazing it is that this is the faith we practice, not the practice that says these moments define you forever, but God defines you in the midst of life. Communion happens in the middle of while we were eating. Communion happens in the midst of while we were living so that we might remember that on this day, this is the way of faith that we choose to live not always defined by what we understand our capabilities to be, but kneeling, surrendering, allowing Jesus to take our hands and lift us up to the work that is ours to do. Oh, sweet Stony Brook, you are blessed with gifts beyond amazement. Oh, that we too might bow at the foot of the cross, surrendering all that we have and all that we are to the Christ who takes our hand and raises us up and says, be a blessing to the world. Remember me alluding to the wedding service? There's a great phrase at the end of the service. It says, go out into all the world so that those who might find love a stranger will find you a generous friend. Oh, sweet Stony Brook, how blessed we are to have tasted through the bread and the cup the sweet gift of the life source of the one who saves us, remembering that we allow the evaluation, the culmination, the declaration up to God, and we choose to point to the work of Jesus Friends, I want to put a pause here because we want to go and get our children who have been with, uh, who have been on their Sunday school videos and they're going to come, go and get them and corral them back in because all are welcome to the feast table of the Lord. So our children are coming. I can hear their footsteps. Can you hear them? They want to be with us because they don't want to be left out. Oh, that the rest of the world might be so honored. Amen. I'm going to read again the scripture that I gave because they are the words of institution. They are the way in which we take the common bread and a regular cup and we set them to the side for a holy work. Will you join me? And while they were eating, Jesus took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, eat of this all of you, for this is my body broken for you. 
Then he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. And so, in remembrance of these acts of our Lord Jesus Christ, let us bow our hearts and pray together the prayer of our Lord. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Remembering the young ones, when we eat bread like this and drink the cup like this, we remember Jesus loves us. The body of Christ given for you. Take, eat. The blood of Christ poured out for you. Take, drink in remembrance. Beloved ones, the unfolding of worship allows for the act of communion to happen as a response to what you have been a part of. Responding is the way that we understand that we are alive. We respond with our prayers, with the receiving of communion, with the bringing in of the Holy Word from outside to inside, and then rising and moving into the world as beloved, forgiven, and encouraged children of God. Your actions are one of your gift givings. Your tithe, your offering, is one of your gift givings. The way in which you treat your neighbor is one of your gift giving. It is the privilege of the people to know that when we have worshiped, we choose to respond. And so would you hear and receive this benediction that we might receive the loving hands of Jesus as he lifts us and as we go forth. And now in the name of the one who made you, in the name of the one who offers the way of salvation, in the name of the Holy Spirit who so blesses that there, is, there are gifts aplenty, go forth and know you are not alone. Amen. Amen.